It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko, along with your host, James Rapine, back together after a week. I literally have not talked to James in a full week. He's been on vacation. We did a really fun episode with Bengals Sands. We talked about Jesse Bates. If you didn't check that out, that was up on Wednesday. And James did a solo show continuing last week's mailbag talking about some expectations for the Bengals skill players on Monday. James, how was vacation? Are you relaxed? Are you ready to go? I'm ready to go, baby. Let's go. Another mailbag. I back-to-back mailbags for me. I'm excited. It's uh, my favorite day of the week. I feel a little tanner. I feel refreshed. And I'm ready to answer our wonderful, wonderful listeners' questions. Before we get to those listener questions, James, there's a pretty fun little challenge or or roster building exercise that only uses skill players because that's all anyone seems to care about on social media but this came from i believe the at nfl twitter handle and the challenge james is you're allowed to pick one player from each team in the afc north to build your offense you got to pick one quarterback one running back one wide receiver and one tight end. And you know what the biggest challenge for me, James, in doing this exercise is? Is that I have to take a stealer. I'm not interested in any of these guys at <laughs> any of these positions for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But really, the, the secondary, the second biggest challenge for me, James, is, well, the, there's only one tight end that's really worth taking. But how did you go about building your offense your skill player offense from these four teams well here's the interesting thing about this jake is the fact that for the steelers juju smith schuster's the receiver i don't think he's the best receiver in pittsburgh i'm not sure he's the second best receiver in pittsburgh and that's what makes it really tough because i'm not taking juju uh for the bengals they list jamar chase and you could argue t higgins right you could argue tyler boyd 
but it's Jamar Chase. So that makes it tough as well. For the Browns, they have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Well, Chubb's listed and he should be ahead of Kareem Hunt, but that's close. So it's tough. But let's start with the position that everybody's probably focused on as we break this down. Are you going to take Joe Burrow? No. I'm not going to take Joe Burrow. I don't think it should be Joe Burrow, especially when you look at the other three quarterbacks. And no, it's not Big Ben, even though he's got two Super Bowls. Baker Mayfield's good, not great. But there's an NFL MVP in this division. And yes, he runs better than he throws right now. He certainly didn't have a number one wide receiver his first couple years in the NFL, by the way. So I think that matters, too. I have to take Lamar Jackson. And that doesn't mean I'm going to take Lamar Jackson six months from now. But today, it's Lamar Jackson. For running back, Nick Chubb. I think he's hands down the best running back in the AFC North, one of the best running backs in the NFL. And some may say, oh, well, Mixon has the talent. Well, maybe, again, Mixon gets there in six months. He's not there today. But this is the tough part, Jake, because the wide receiver position, it's Odell Beckham Jr. coming off of a torn ACL. Hollywood Brown, who I just said wasn't a number one receiver. Juju Smith-Schuster, third best receiver on his team, or Jamar Chase, fifth overall pick. It's either Odell or Jamar or Jamar Odell, and I know Jamar just got to the NFL and hasn't played a preseason game or a, a practice snap in training camp. At the same time, that's where I got to go because, as you said, it's one member of each team. So I'm taking Jamar Chase over the other three, and I don't think it's really that crazy of a take to expect Chase to be better than Smith-Schuster and Hollywood Brown this season. And so then I need a Steelers player. It's Eric Ebron, the tight end. I don't think he's the best tight end on this list. I, list. I think that's Mark Andrews. But I, I think the drop-off is much less significant than at some of the other spots. So my four, Lamar Jackson, Nick Chubb, Jamar Chase, Eric Ebron. Yeah, I think that that is fine. I, the, again, the challenge is, is trying to figure out a way to get a Steeler onto the roster that is actually trying to maximize value elsewhere. And I think you've done a fairly good job of that. I would take maybe another approach just to play devil's advocate a little bit. I'm not saying you're wrong, but another way to do it is just try to find a way to get the highest level of talent at each position. So starting with tight end, there's a clear cut best tight end on this list. Mark Andrews is much, much better than Eric Ebron, Austin Hooper, or Drew Sample. And you might not like that, but that is... The simple reality of things. So wide receiver, I think Hollywood Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster aren't even close to Odell Beckham Jr. and Jamar Chase. I 100% agree with you there, James. So I'm trying to get one of those two receivers on my team. Looking at running back, Nick Chubb, absolutely the best running back in this list. Absolutely. And I would say Joe Mixon, probably second best running back on this list. But I need a stealer. And I don't want Smith-Schuster. I absolutely don't want Roth Roethlisberger. So maybe I take Najee Harris, right? Wow. All and right. so you get Najee Harris, Mark Andrews. Now I need a Brown and a Bengal. And I have to pick Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham, Jamar Chase. I'm going to go Burrow here because I'm going to be a homer a little bit with a quarterback pick. And I'm going to think that Burrow can be better than Baker this year. He wasn't last year for the record. Baker eventually caught fire with Stefanski and, and was a very good quarterback down the stretch, but I think Burrow can be better. I think he has a mental aptitude to be better right now. Not better, but I think he can be, and I think he will be, and I need to make a Homer pick somewhere. So I'm going to go Joe Burrow. And then I also think Jamar Chase can be better than Odo Beckham jr. But Odo Beckham jr. 
before he got hurt last year was the Odell Beckham Jr. that was setting the league on fire in New York. And so there are some injury concerns for sure there, but trying to maximize talent at each position, I guess I didn't do a great job of it. Really, I'm just bending over backwards to not take Eric Ebron, Austin Hooper, or Drew Sample. Uh, but you get Mark Andrews, you, you avoid the bad stealers. I think Najee Harris is the best stealer on this list. And in doing so, you lose out on Lamar Jackson, you lose out on Nick Chubb, and, and then you have to choose Baker, Burrow, Chase, Beckham. And I, I think you end up with an okay team there. A quick reminder, since this is the weekend mailbag, to follow at Locked on Bengals on Twitter. And the reason I say that, Jake, is I want to know what the people think here mm-hmm. between our two teams. Is it... Team James, Lamar Jackson, Nick Chubb, Jamar Chase, Eric Ebron, or do you like Team Jake with Joe Burrow, Najee Harris, Odell Beckham Jr., and Mark Andrews? I think it's close. I think it's close because I think Burrow could – I don't want to say easily, but there's a path where a year from now we think without a doubt he's the best quarterback out of the – in the entire division – with both Baltimore and Cleveland having just paid their quarterbacks. Like there is a path for that. And so I don't blame you for going that route. And uh, you certainly have the better tight end. I I think right now though, I take your team because I don't think anybody is stopping. Like people have a hard enough time just stopping Lamar Jackson, despite not having a great running back on that team. They get good production out of their running backs with Lamar Jackson because he's Lamar Jackson, but you put Lamar and Nick Chubb in the same backfield. Yeah. And you give Greg Roman the reins of that running game with Lamar Jackson and Nick Chubb. I don't care who you throw the ball to. And you happen to have a a really good wide receiver. So your tight end doesn't matter as much. And Eric Ebron can do damage as a receiver. He's just not very good. Like he's kind of like an average tight end, you know. And I think Mark Andrews is is one of the better tight ends in the NFL. So, again, I'm bending over backwards to, to try to not take a bad stealer. And in doing so, I think I would take your team if I'm being honest. It's close and it it is close. I think right now it's the more established team, even with Chase, like Chase works anywhere. I'm not doubting that. And if you're giving a top five running back, Lamar Jackson, right? You know, Nick Chubb's a top five running back and you're pairing him with Lamar, like good Mm. luck, because that's going to be scary good. And so, yeah, Eric Ebron, can he catch six touchdowns in that offense? I think so. (laughs) So... It's uh, it's one of those things where it's it's a fun debate. And by the way, we got it right. A lot of people couldn't handle or fathom the idea of taking one player from each team. That was tough for some, Jake. Well, I really don't want to take a Steeler, so I get it. Coming up next, James, let's get into our listeners' questions. We've got a, a bunch to get through, as we always do. And we won't get to them all, as we always don't. But we'll do our best coming up next. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, whether it's the Reds and Major League Baseball in full swing or the NBA Finals. Can Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and the Phoenix Suns get it done? Or will Giannis Atentacumpo reign supreme? You can bet on all of the action in one spot, betonline.ag. Get off the sidelines, get in on the action, and heck, maybe you want to hammer the over for the Bengals this season, you can do that as well at betonline.ag. Head to the website right now and make sure you use promo code Locked On when you sign up to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's that simple. You go to betonline.ag, use promo code Locked On, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, 
your online sportsbook experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, James, let's dive on into our questions in this week's weekend mailbag. The first question that we're actually not going to answer because we recently did an episode on this. I'm just going to point you to that episode is from Cincinnati Diehards at Cincy Sports 11. He asked for... How much of an improvement we expect to see from Logan Wilson, which I guess we could talk about. He also wanted to know about how much money the Bengals have left on their cap and where we go to find that information. So I personally like to use over the cap. I think that that's a pretty good resource. But we did talk about the salary cap situation somewhat recently. We actually dedicated some time to it on June 30. That show was titled Jesse Bates on the top 25 under 25 list, tight end university and reviewing the Bengals cap situation. So go check that out for an in-depth breakdown of where the Bengals are at cap wise. And as far as the Logan Wilson question, I think we've talked about that one in a recent mailbag as well. So go check out some of those mailbags. If you haven't heard them in the past, we have talked expectations for linebackers and Logan Wilson specifically. So That being said, the first question we will answer in this week's mailbag is from the Bengalorian, James. He would like to know, James, he has two questions here, one for you and one for me. The first question for you is, are you me? Am I you? (laughs) You want me to answer that, huh? What's the question? What's he asking you? What's he asking you? He would like me to ask if I can confirm either, and I will only say this. I may be the only person in the world to have seen James and the Bangalorean at the same time. Well, yeah. I mean, you see me every time we record the podcast. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Next question comes from Dean Raven at Dean Raven 14 on Twitter. What player would you say is in his final year to show what he can do? I think there's a few of these, right? And most of them probably won't be on the roster next year, or maybe only a couple of them won't be on the roster next year. But on the offensive side of the ball, the big one is Billy Price. He might have an opportunity here. Trey Hopkins might not be ready for week one. Some Bengals.com writing kind of alluded to the fact, hinted hinted at the fact that Trey Hopkins might not be ready. We thought he would be, but with an ACL recovery, you never really know until you know. And so Billy Price has an opportunity here to show that he can actually play in the NFL. This might be his last chance to do so. There might be a team out there that, you know, really liked him pre-draft a few years ago that takes a chance on him if he departs the Bengals after 2021. But I think this is a, a big year for him. And on the defensive side of the ball, James, I think the big one is Jermaine Pratt. And I don't know if maybe somebody else has jumped to mind for you. I guess Trey Waynes is another candidate on the defensive side of the ball because of the way his contract is structured and the Bengals ability to excise that contract if they so choose after this season. But Jermaine Pratt, I think if he doesn't get it together this year, might find himself on the outside looking in a little bit sooner than expected. 
I think you nailed it. Jermaine Pratt is the one, and he might find himself on the outside looking in in week seven if he if he's not there, or week one if he has a bad preseason in training camp. I mean, look, Akeem Davis Gaither's coming. Logan Wilson is coming, and he's obviously someone that they believe in, and they think he's going to start right away. Well, we know how good and how athletic Akeem Davis Gaither is, and there might be a chance now as he gets older, gets more experience for him to take a bigger leap, a leap that Jermaine Pratt did not take in year two. So I agree there. Trey Wayne's certainly an interesting candidate and certainly someone, if he struggles, that could be a cut candidate. On the other side, and and it's kind of crazy to say, but I I think it's fair. Like CJ Uzama coming off of a torn Achilles in a contract year, that's a guy who, yeah, he did prove it, He's got to reprove it now that he can be this solid blocking, solid receiving tight end. And by the way, he looked pretty good and pretty fluid in OTAs and minicamp when we saw him. But uh, still, coming off of a torn Achilles is certainly a a big thing. And then really your one-year guys, guys that could end up being around for a few more years but you don't know, like Quentin Spain, it could go either way for him. Riley Reef, it could go either way for him. You you could tell me that he's the, the starting right tackle for the Bengals for the next three years. You could tell me Quentin Spain's a starting guard for the next three years, or if it goes awry or if they get injured or something like that, this could be uh, one and done for Riley Reef and a, a year and a half and done for Quentin Spain. Yeah, those are some good good points, some good guys that I hadn't necessarily thought of off the cuff. I love it when we have different answers to questions. It's not every question where we have different thoughts. Sometimes we come up with different things just for the sake of being different, but you, you thought of some things that I definitely hadn't thought of there. That's kind of nice. Look at that. That's why you ask questions here on Locked on Bengals for the weekend mailbag because you get Jake's perspective and then you get my perspective. And sometimes it's different, even though both of our names start with Jack. Yeah, it's really a prerequisite to be on the Locked on Bengals podcast. If your name doesn't start with Jay, well, you're still welcome here, really. Our next question, by the way, comes from a guy whose name appears to start with Jay. And I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation here. He says, Hude from Finland. And this is from Jarno. Savolainen. I am absolutely positive that is not how that name is pronounced. It might be Yarno. It's probably Yarno for one. But anyway, he wants to know what can we expect from Joseph Osai and Cam Sample as rookies. And specifically, he would like to know over under sack total combined six and a half for Osai and Sample. Total? I hope. I hope. I, I hope. I'm hopeful and I'll say it again, hopeful that uh, they can hit the over here, right? Because that's kind of the path to the Bengals pass rush being better. Even if Trey Hendrickson fills in and finishes more than Carl Lawson did last year, you need someone else. And you hope that that tandem along with the healthy Sam Hubbard can bring that. So that might, might, might not mean much more. You know, Joseph Osai with five sacks, Cam Sample with three. But I think it can be done, and I think they are going to get a decent amount of playing time. The the one thing here is, you know, size really good against the run. He's got to work on some of his pass rush moves, and I don't think he's going to out-athlete people as much as he did in college naturally, right? Uh, so we'll see there, but I, I'll take the over. Uh, it's Look, it's July. I'm optimistic. I'm going over. I think the biggest question is is ultimately – how much playing time do they get to get to that over? And you mentioned you think they will have that opportunity. And and the other thing is, 
are they the havoc creators or are they the guys that are reaping the benefits of havoc created from elsewhere? I'm not really sure where the havoc is coming from on this defensive front right now. I'm hoping like you, James, I'm hoping that these guys can bring it, but in college, just to look back just for some examples and to look at these guys, Joseph Osai had five sacks his sophomore year, became a little bit more of a consistent edge rusher as a junior in terms of what Texas asked him to do. He was used more as a as an edge rusher in his junior year before he came out. He had five and a half sacks. So he, he's looking last two years, five sacks a year, give or take. And you look at Cam Sample, last year, five sacks. A bit of a breakout year for him in some ways. Before that, one and a half sacks. Before that, four sacks. So peaks at five sacks in his college career. And, and both of those guys are doing it on relatively full playing time, though on fewer games. They play fewer games in college. Osai had five sacks in nine games for Texas. And Cam Sample had five sacks in 11 games for uh, the, the two-lane. What are they? Green Wave. Green Wave. Obviously not Crimson Tide. That's, that's a much more prestigious uh, football <laughs> institution. But uh, Sam Hubbard by comparison at Ohio state in 13 games as a junior before the Bengals drafted him at seven sacks and sacks obviously don't tell you everything about a pass rusher. I do think that Joseph Osai can be a better pass rusher in terms of his physical tools than Sam Hubbard. If he puts it together a little bit and, and puts some technique in there with it, but six and a half still for me is, is highly dependent on how much these guys play Obviously, there's an injury concern, but you're talking like three, three and a half sacks each. I feel like that's a doable goal if they do get that playing time that, James, you're so optimistic for. Coming up next, as always, we finish the mailbag strong. Might do a little bit of rapid fire work. We'll see where we go. The rest of the mailbag coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. There is nothing worse, absolutely nothing worse than having unreliable transportation. And the weather's good right now, but the heat can impact your car. But at the same time, it's time to keep up with that maintenance to make sure you stay on the road so you don't get stranded. And rockauto.com can help you do that for less, by the way. So they're convenient, they're accessible, and they're going to save you money at rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or dealership when you can go to rockauto.com from the comfort of your own home in your comfy slippers and save money while you're doing it. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today. I've used them. You should, too. Go to rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car, truck, and when you're there, Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Depending on when you're listening to this episode, you might have an opportunity to go get one of those limited edition built bars. They have a grasshopper cookie on special right now, the built bar version of a thin mint. And it's a protein bar. All the flavor without all the sugar, man. I'm telling you, 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, just five grams of sugar in a thin mint cookie. It's a little bit bigger than a thin mint cookie. It's, it's a little bit more filling 
And obviously it's a lot better for you. If that doesn't tickle your fancy, go check out the rest of their flavors at built.com. A new URL there, built.com. See their entire selection and figure out what the best flavor is for you. Again, that's built.com. We've got promo code LOCKED15 on for you right now. You'll save 15% on your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. The weekend mailbag rolls on with Houday Nation at Houday Nation 30 on Twitter. Jake, he asks, how many points will the offense have to average to consistently win games? I'm looking at how many points the Bengals defense allowed last year. They allowed 424 points. And obviously they had some bad blowouts. They had some pretty good games in there as well. But the offense last year only scored 311 points. The closest comparison I can find for a team with a winning record that that's really easy for me to look at and talk about is probably the Cleveland Browns. The Browns gave up 419 points and had 11 wins last year. How did they do it? They averaged 25 and a half points per game down the stretch. They were still playing shootouts. They lost to Baltimore 47 to 42. Everybody remembers that game because Lamar Jackson was in the bathroom. They beat Tennessee 41 to 35 They beat Jacksonville, who is not very good, was not very good last year, 27-25. And they finished the year beating the Steelers 24-22. In most of those games, they're over 25 points. They average at 25.5 points. So you get to that point, you get to 25.5 points, maybe you're in business. The Browns offense was, you know, top half, but, but barely top half in the NFL last year. And they really came together down the stretch, I would say. So we talked last week, James, you set the expectation of 30 points per game after the Bengals had the fourth worst scoring offense in the NFL last year. They get to that number. I think they're in a lot of games and they could have a lot of shootouts this year. Absolutely. And I I think that that's fair. Look, when you invest a number one overall pick, a fifth overall pick, the 33rd overall pick, you're paying Tyler Boyd big money. You're paying Joe Mixon big money. You've invested a, a first rounder in a, a guy, Jonah Williams, at left tackle. You sign Riley Reef at right tackle. I could go on and on and on. Plus, Zach Taylor, by the way, is supposed to be an offensive mind. Expectations should be high for this offense. And what, whether it's, yeah, 26, 27, 28, 30, they should put up points week in, week out against good defenses and really tear up some bad defenses. And I hope that's going to be the case because even if they're an average team, if they're putting up points, they're going to be fun to watch. So hopefully that's the case. That's the best case for us on the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We want something fun this year. The next question we're going to take is from Minnesota Bengals fan. We're going out of country and in this case, out of state in this mailbag. At Brandon Blazer 84 would like to know about a former Bengal, James. Should we get our popcorn ready? AJ Green faces Jalen Ramsey twice this year in that NFC West division matchup. Jalen Ramsey doesn't want any part of Adriel Jeremiah Green, and that's why he's going to be guarding DeAndre Hopkins the whole time, Jake Lisko. <laughs> is, is that why, or is it because DeAndre Hopkins is much, much better at football? I knew you were going to check me there. It's because he's scared of green. He's scared of number 18. I I was at that Jacksonville game a few years ago. Imagine that. AJ Green loses his cool. What an awful game to be at. But the fact that I was at the AJ Green fight game was pretty cool. Um, 
no, look, it could be AJ Green may have good stats against the Rams because Ramsey isn't on him, but I expect Ramsey to be traveling with DeAndre Hopkins. Let's shift gears, James, go back to a little bit more of a serious question. This one from Bengal Barrel at Barrel Bengal on Twitter. If you had to guess, what position do you think will be the top priority for the Bengals in next year's free agency and draft? Oh, that's a good one. So there's a couple contenders here. I think cornerback could certainly be in that mix, depending on what happens with Trey Waynes and really depending on where the Bengals are drafting, right? Uh, could they take a third straight LSU Tiger for, uh, you know, in, in three straight first rounds? You never know. Hopefully they're not drafting that early. That being said, how do you not say offensive line? I think defensive line could be in there, you know, if they're drafting in 18 to 22 or something like that. Uh, earlier than that, maybe they go edge rusher if the edge isn't what it is. But but I think it's either trenches again or probably corner if I had to guess. Yeah, I like those ideas. Uh, I think corner on the defense. I'm ready for them to draft a first-round corner. They haven't done it in since Darquez Denard. Uh, you know, that's that's a pretty long time ago at this point. Yeah, it is. They got first-round corner happy, so I'm glad that they've dialed that down a little bit because – Really? Well, they did with William Jackson the third. Oh, yeah. And that's the but, but that's the crazy part, right? Is like Darquez felt like he had the talent, but it never worked because of injury or whatever. Dre, I know he got a second contract and I don't think he was a bust. I also don't think he was worth it then, right? And, and so and then William Jackson you let walk. So it's it's tough it when you're in that twelve to twenty two range and you're drafting a corner, twenty four range in William Jackson's case. And Jackson, we thought they should have made more of an effort to keep. But you go back before that, Leon Hall and Jonathan Joseph, both of those guys were great. And so it's not like drafting a corner is a bad thing. And I, no. I would rather they not go spend big money on corner. I, I don't really trust them to do this right now, the, the way they're spending their money at the cornerback position. So if it's a draft pick, um, let's try to find a guy that can play sticky man coverage. And I don't think that guy is really on the roster right now. So I could see corner. I could see linebacker being a free agency need. I don't think it's the top need, but I think I could definitely see a world where if these guys don't take a step this year, linebacker, but yeah, I mean, I think it's probably interior offensive line or right tackle or it's defensive tackle. I think it's, Probably a bit understated the the departure of Geno Atkins. And yeah, he wasn't very good last year, but the defensive line was a mess last year. And a lot of that's because Geno wasn't Geno. He was hurt. And Bengals fans may be a little bit spoiled having had Geno Atkins on this team for the last decade. Without him, I think we're going to notice that absence a little bit more unless Larry Joby takes a big step as he plays some more exclusive time at three tech and tries to be more of a penetrating pass rushing defensive tackle. I could definitely see that being an area where they look at and they say, okay, we got good productivity against the run from, from those guys, but we need, we need some habit creators. And I, I've talked about this, I think quite a bit on the podcast. We need some habit creators on that defensive line. Cause we have a lot of hustle guys. We have a lot of cleanup guys that, that will make the play if it's available to them. But I don't know if there are creators right now, and that's something that we're going to have to watch to see if it does take the focus off of the offensive line. It's fair. By the way, if it's a corner and they're drafting like fifth, I don't even think I'll make it there 
but no. Derek Stingley. Yep. Derek Stingley, baby. You you wanted to talk about that man-to-man cover guy? Mm. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine him picking off Burrow in practice again and, and going after Jamar Chase? I mean, LSU Midwest, here we come. I, I just hope they're not drafting that high. But if they are I drafting agree. that high, Derek Stingley is a dream. I mean, the, the hype around Derek Stingley – very well deserved. Excited to watch him play some college football this year. And I don't watch a ton of college football outside of draft related reasons. That's going to do it for this edition of the Locked On Bengals Weekend Mailbag. Some questions we didn't get to, but we might talk about next week include John Callison's question about Von Bell and how he went from a bit of a rough start last year to having a really solid second half of the season. We might take Burrow Burner's question about how GMs operate so differently than fans would in reality, the whole Madden versus reality mindset. So some bigger conversation topics that we might come back to in the future. Next week, we'll also have another episode with Bengal Sands. He and I are going to get together and we're going to talk Joe Mixon. Might have some similar themes to the Jesse Bates conversation where there is a supremely talented individual whose positional value I might question a little bit and Sands will try to defend as an old school football guy. Running backs might just matter and we'll have that conversation a little bit coming your way next week. Until next time, Bengals fans, for James Rapine, I'm Jake Lisko. Hooday and have a good one. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.